the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Forecast, I'm Cheryl Golden for AM860, The Answer. And I'm on. This is Dr. Bill. Boy, Ken, you didn't play much of that, did you? Well, here, let me bring it back for you. There we go. I like it. It's very oriental. Yeah, it's Japanese, and it's in honor of the president uh, who has fled the country in the pollsters and uh, is making the tour of Asia. He's in Northeast Asia now. He's just finished up in uh, North in South Korea, I guess, met with uh, the new President Yoon. And by the way, President Yoon in South Korea, I think he's only been in office 10 days, and Joe Biden's already over there pressing palm, and they're talking about... Uh, restarting the joint military exercises and uh, reactivating the de- the extended deterrence system, strate- strategic system, and uh, deployment of U.S. strategic assets back in the peninsula. Of course, that's not new. We talked about that a few weeks ago. And guess where they went first, though, Ken? Where'd they, they go? They went to Samsung's factory, their chip factory. <laughs> so the, uh, the, the, the big deal here is that we want more chips. We want the supply chain fixed, and uh, we don't want to have to depend on Taiwan or China. Uh, really, Taiwan is the big chip maker. But if China gets a hold of them, then we're we're back in the same situation we were, we are with the uh, prescription medications, where we're getting eighty to ninety percent of our prescription drugs from from China. That's not a good thing. I didn't know that. Yep, that's a fact. That high. Really? Yeah. That is dangerous. Well, you have to remember now that the overwhelming majority of, of medications that are being prescribed are now generic. So they're they're cheap, relatively. And uh, since they're so cheap and you don't have much of a profit margin, uh, you, you farm it out to to uh, cheaper labor markets. So, But we need to bring that back home. We the really chips, do. too. We need to bring the chips back home, too. Well, we make the high-end chips, but the the industrial chips, like for cars and and uh, uh, different uh, industrial applications, those are mass-produced in Taiwan and in uh, South Korea, and they're cheaper, or at least they were. Uh, I don't know how South Korea is such a hot economy now that nothing's cheap there, but. Uh, they do seem to be able to crank out the, the products. Oh, my gosh. You know, I bought that uh, Hyundai uh, Ionic 5. I told you about that, didn't I? Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. Your new electric that's car. Electric car, and that's right out of, well, I mean, that's probably made here in part, but South Korea. That's that's Hyundai and Kia. I think they're together now. So it's an interesting phenomenon and by the way it's unusual for a president to visit south korea before japan when they're on a trip so the japanese are probably going to be a little miffed about that but they'll get over it the japanese want to pull closer to south korea because of the threat of china and uh so the they probably 
smooth the way by saying, look, let's try to get the Chinese, I mean, get the South Koreans and the Japanese together and tell the Japanese, look, we'll go to South Korea first, make it look like we think they're more important than you, although we know you're more important. Love <laughs> you the best. <laughs> so Joe's over there two-timing them. <laughs> and... Uh, at any rate, so uh, some of this information I actually got from uh, from the Global Times, which is uh, the official Chinese Communist Party English newspaper, and of course they're calling it a scheme to uh, corner China and put them in, in a box. Uh, well, yeah, I, I guess pretty much that's Congratulations, right. you figured it out. That's right. You got it. So we're, we're working on that, and uh, Sleepy Joe woke up, and he actually read some... Uh, teleprompter stuff and gave a few speeches and uh he didn't sound too bad but uh what are you gonna do anyway now the philippines is um um the new president-elect there is talking about uh throwing uh, throwing in with china i think he's just fishing for some handouts <laughs> you, know, the, <laughs> you know the filipinos are they're notorious for that. All of the Filipino nurses at the hospital. One of them just would not leave me alone. She bugged me for years to donate to this and that. And basically, they were her businesses that she was starting. <laughs> but she was a good good gal and a hard worker. I haven't seen her in a long time. Well, I guess the son of Marcos has been uh, elected president there. So. Mm-hmm. And I think there's probably a strong socialist movement in in the Philippines because of the uh, the poverty. Although they should be coming out of that now and doing fairly well, but they've also wanted to pull back closer to us. So who knows? Uh, another two timer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So at any rate, you asked me about the monkeypox. Yes. Right? What's going on with the monkeypox? I keep hearing about monkeypox. Is this another uh, disease we need to be worried about, or is it just something that comes around once in a while? This seems to be in the gay male community, and it's spread by contact, so we can imagine what kind of contact that is. And uh, it seems to be, in, in healthy people, a self-limited virus. It is a pox virus, so you break out in little bumps, and it's related to camel pox and smallpox and cowpox and variola and all the other poxes. Um, so it's it's... Something of concern, but more for the gay community than for the rest of us. So, uh, and then you have people who are immunocompromised in the gay community, and then it can become a more serious disease. But I think we've got a couple of cases in Florida. It was initially uh, in the Western world discovered in, in, in people coming back from Africa, and then it was spread around Western Europe and, and Great Britain, and I don't know where all it is now. I think you told me you saw that we have two cases here in the state Yeah, before the show. I think, no, so, in the country. I think it's just the country. In the United States. Okay, yeah. so it's not a big deal at this point, and I'm, I'm not worried about it. But now we've got the... Uh, uh, we've got the Delta Cron variant of the COVID. Did you hear about that? Um, no, I have not. Well, it's a cross between the Omicron and the Delta virus, and it's uh, it's uncertain as to how much effect this is going to have. But one thing that has uh, so far shown to be true is that it's much less sensitive to the antibodies, both the antibodies produced by taking your 
RNA vaccine and by having had the virus itself and making your own antibodies. So, but the good news is, Ken, that you can go from 44% less effective for from natural immunity from having the virus or from two shots to down to 15% less effectiveness if you get a booster. So keep those boosters up. You know, that's important. And by the way, we have them at the office. So you can call and come in and, and get a booster anytime you want. You don't need a, uh, uh, an office uh, appointment for that. And you don't need to see me. We're at 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. But it looks like this is uh, the strain of concern at this point in time. I'm not too worried about it. Uh, we haven't seen it ravaging the population yet, but you never know. I mean, this is a fickle virus. Give the address of the office there so folks are driving by since you don't really need an appointment. They can just stop in. 6399 38th Avenue North, St. Petersburg. And that's right near 66th Street North and 38th Avenue North. We're on the corner of 64th and 38th Avenue North. We're across from St. Pete General, kind of catty corner. So if you know St. Pete General Hospital, and we're about a mile north of the Tyrone Mall. So you go up 66, and when you get to 38th, hang a right, go down a block and make a left, and you got me. Yeah, I was there um, last Thursday. I should have got my fourth, my fourth shot. I didn't think about it when I was there. Well, this is a good reason for you to come back down and visit me. Sure, I love to. Yeah. We always have fun visits. Oh, yes, we do. We have a lot of fun at the office. It's a very happy practice, and the patients all love us, and we love them. And I got to uh, spend uh, some uh, quality time with the missus this time when I was there. The little Korean, oh, my God. So, by the way, that reminds me, you know, the uh, uh, the – Australians just had their big election, and they booted out the conservatives, and they voted in the liberals. You know why? Why? Because the conservative PM kept dissing the women, and they, they got mad. They all turned against him. <laughs> really? <laughs> so they've got a new guy in Albanese, and uh, or Albanese, and he has a chance, according to uh, the uh, the communist newspaper to uh, mend the fences with China, analysts say, and whether or not he'll do that, because, you know, he joined the, the, the Australians joined the Quad, the Great Britain, Australia, um, United States, and Japan, uh, and then there's the AUKUS, which is Great Britain, Australia, and the United States, and all these inter intertwining, entangling alliances, and you know who warned us against entangling alliances? Who, you know, who, who is that? That was our first president, and that was right out of Alexander Hamilton's uh, pen and brain. Uh, in his farewell speech, that's one of the things that uh, Washington cautioned against was avoid entangling alliances with foreign powers. Well, here we go. <laughs> <You know? laughs> We're not listening to daddy. <laughs> now, Australia has a had, had a pretty good um, trade thing going with China for a long time, but it's kind of fallen off recently, so maybe he's trying to just do it for money. Probably, uh, but uh, apparently uh, the outgoing prime minister got into it with the female editor of the, the I guess, the counterpart of our Washington Post, you know, the paper that was in Canberra, the Capitol, and, and uh, a national publication, 
And so he's he's picking on her, which, as you know, if you pick on the press, they'll pick back. Yes, they will. And, uh, you know, our former President Trump, I guess he learned that lesson in spades. But now, did you see where they have uh, got testimony on record that, yes, Hillary Clinton did know that the uh, Steele dossier was a, a phony and, uh, you know, the trial's ongoing, Ken. And leaked it. I mean, she, she, she said, go ahead and leak that, even though she knew it was wrong. And uh, now Trump is saying, how do I get my reputation back? Can he sue? I don't know. Not in politics. Was he, uh, was he, I guess he's a public figure, so there's not much he can do about yeah, it. Yeah, they, they, they would throw out, they would throw it out, yeah. But speaking of politicking, you know, this, this movement to uh, picket and parade in front of the uh, Supreme Court justices' homes uh, under 18 U.S. Code 1507, it's illegal, and you can go to prison for that. Whoever, with the intent of interfering with, obstructing, or impeding the administration of justice, or with the intent of influencing any judge, juror, witness, or court officer in the discharge of his duties, pickets or parades in or near a building, housing, court, or in a near an office building or a residence occupied by the judges, uh, so on and so forth, using sound devices, sound trucks, demonstrations, all that is illegal. Uh, <laughs> are they arresting these folks? No. They're not arresting them. Well, you know, the president and uh, the FBI, the, the, the head of the, uh, of the Justice Department, they have prosecutorial discretion. What does that mean? That means that, let's say we've got 2,500 laws on the books of, in the federal uh, codes, the U.S. codes, okay? Well, they can pick which ones they want to prosecute and which ones they don't. Did you know that? Yeah, I guess uh, that's, that's not unusual in all levels not, of government. That's not unusual. So, anyway, But what's the we, point of having laws if you're not going to enforce them? Well, it sounds good. Makes the folks think you're doing something. It's like the folks who want more gun laws. We've got so many gun laws right now, it's ridiculous. Just nobody enforces them. No, they're not enforced. Well, they are in Florida. You go to buy a gun in Florida, and you have to fill out all the forms, and then you have to wait two weeks because they send everything to the sheriff's department to vet you and make sure that you're not some wacko or that you're not an ex-con or that you're not uh, hoarding TNT or whatever. Um, and uh, so then you, you, so you go and you buy the gun, and I've done this a couple of times. I went to Cracker Boys, and uh, I had to fill out all these forms, and then they'd call me in two weeks and say, you can come pick up your gun. Now, the way that works is the information is not retained by the police department. It goes back to the gun seller, and he has to maintain that. And it cannot be uh, given out except by judicial order for, for discovery. So if if a judge says, hmm, I think Handelman's the one that shot up all those people in downtown St. Pete, then he can order, uh, he can send a, a, an order, you know, a bench order out and say, we, we're, we're seizing these documents from your, your uh, gun sh store. And so then you can get that and you can see whether or not I was a wacko or, or whether or not there was anything to be concerned about. But, you know, if it comes up positive on your on your investigation from the sheriff's office, then you can't get that gun in Florida. Most people don't know that. And then they talk about these gun shows, Ken, and they say, well, you can go to the gun show and you can get it. I don't think so. 
you know, you'd, these gun dealers will lose their license. I bought a gun from a private guy years ago, and I had to wait for him, too. I mean, I went to his house. I went to his house, and he does, uh, or he did at that time. I haven't talked to him in years. He did the gun shows, too, and I still had to wait two weeks. So there's a lot of laws on the book, on the books, and you're right, uh some of them are not enforced, and we have to ask ourselves why. But on the other hand, we we do have a lot of good laws that are enforced, especially in Florida. You know, Ted Bundy came here because he said he wanted to get caught. <laughs> <laughs> he did. I didn't He's, know that. <laughs> yeah, and he said, I knew Florida would catch me, and somebody had to put an end to my murder streak. And then at the end, he didn't want to die. Oh, well, too bad. We all come and go. That's right. Exactly. He got what he deserved. So uh, our former President Bush was uh, speaking. uh, Where was he? He was at uh, making some remarks at some meeting in Dallas. And uh, he said the war in Iraq, which he really meant, I mean, the Ukraine. (laughs) So he's still he's still thinking about that war in Iraq. I guess he's happy he won it, but not happy that it unseated the uh, Republicans. At any rate, you know, he's a never-Trumper, too. They don't like each other. Yeah, I, I know that. They, they've had a little spat here and there. So, But, I mean, I you know, I, I don't have anything real negative to say about George Bush. I think he was a little too pandering to the liberals. But, uh, you know, all in all, I thought he did a pretty good job. He did the best he could under the circumstances and the, the times in which he lived. And... Uh, Things have become more and more polarized, as you know. So now W did okay. Yep, yep. So did his dad. His dad should have gotten the second term. Well, but you know the Perot was a spoiler. Yeah, absolutely right. It, it was Perot that that messed with that election. But so, uh, yeah, look what we got. So you know. So uh, I admitted a guy this week. Oh, I forgot to tell you, I did some electrical work at the office. And we're selling the office building, but we're going to lease back. It's time to let a younger man come in there and and, uh, keep that place up to snuff. Although I'm going to stay and and help out as much as I can. We're going to lease back space and and, uh, let someone else handle the heavy lifting. But uh, I've got Diane with Prestige Laser Studio, uh, she rents a couple of rooms from me in the office building, and she bought a new laser, Ken, so she wanted another 220 outlet. So yesterday I'm, <laughs> I'm pulling jacketed, you know, metal jacketed cable, and I'm grunting and straining and sweating and moving my stepladder all over, and I get it over to the wall where I'm going to go through to her office, her little room. And there's already a 220 line there that somebody had <laughs> capped off. Like, oh my God, what did I do this for? I could have just, yeah, I had it right here. Oh well. That's the fun do? of old buildings. You never know what's in between those walls, you know. Never know. And you know, you you go up there, and this building was built in the early 70s, and you've got these inch uh, in diameter cables that were for the computers back then because there was no internet. There was no uh, switches. There was no routers or modems or any of that. And so everything had to be direct connected. And it was these big, you know, 25-pin connectors. And so the cabling was running all over up there. 
and old telephone lines, telephone lines everywhere. Yeah, from the landline from the landline days. I I found yeah. those in my house, and that was built in '88. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I think uh, the landline days are over. You have a landline at home? No, we no. don't have a landline. But the really cool thing is with our office system, we uh, we're it's a SIP line, SIP system. So we're on the internet. And we don't use Verizon or any other phone company. We, we now don't go through any phone company. But you can put an, an extension of this system anywhere in the world, anywhere. So we can have an extension at home as long as we have Internet. And uh, as you know, Beth, our front office person, who we call her the girl in the box because she <laughs> moved up to Brooksville. And so we set her up remotely, and she's on Zoom at the office. And so you walk in, and... She's on a computer screen working away, and she'll greet you and talk to you. You can talk to her, <laughs> and she takes care of a lot of things, and she does it from, uh, what, 50 miles away all over the Internet, and she's got her own extension, so I just dial her extension and uh, say, hey, Beth, can you get me a prescription for blah, 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 or can you talk to so-and-so and get this appointment set up, and it's it's pretty neat how, how – uh, how technologically advanced we are. Of course, the Canadians are all amazed. And I'm like, well, you guys got cell phones up there yet? <laughs> <laughs> now, so the things, of, we can, things we can do today, really amazing. Oh, it's just amazing. So one of my patients came in, and he, he was sick as a dog and uh, fever and chills. And he said, I've been losing weight for two months now. And he apparently went to the emergency room because he had urinary retention, and they put in a Foley catheter. And so I admitted him thinking, well, he's probably got, uh, you know, a urinary tract infection. He may be septic. Sure enough, he's got a urinary tract infection. We didn't grow anything, which is not uncommon in men uh, in the urine, because a lot of times it's a prostate infection and it doesn't get into the urine from the prostate. So you got acute and chronic prostatitis. And, and this is a big deal for guys as they get older. Um, so if you're having symptoms, you need to address that. And a lot of times you're relatively asymptomatic except for the systemic uh, problems of fevers and chills and malaise and loss of appetite. So we uh, tanked him up with some antibiotics for three or four days, and uh, he was feeling better, sent him home on oral antibiotics. Now, for chronic prostatitis, you have to stay on these antibiotics for three months to get rid of it. That's a long time, Ken. Yeah, you're supposed to be on. I thought the longer you stay on antibiotics, the less effective they become. Well, that's not exactly true. What happens is the bacteria can uh, develop resistance to it. So what what we want to do is hit you hard and hit you with high doses initially to knock down the, the bacteria and then uh, continue on with uh, oral medication once you get out of the hospital for an acute infection. And then for chronic infections, we use things like Cepro and Levaquin and uh, doxycycline and uh, Bactrim, Septra. So we have an armamentarium that we use, but I've been on Septra for months, and I still can't get rid of mine. But I'm afraid to take some of these other drugs because they cause so many GI problems. And uh, I tried taking the Cepro and the Levaquin in the years past, and I don't know what it did to my brain. And, you know, my brain's not that good at this point anyway, so I didn't want to. <laughs> I think you're doing okay there, Di. I didn't want to further <laughs> interfere. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What a 
what a nightmare. At any rate, that's a big deal for guys. So uh, keep an eye on that as you get older. And you can have prostatitis even as a younger guy. You can get it uh, from a venereal disease. Usually those are easier to treat, but you never know. You never know. So take care of yourself, fellas. And uh, the prostate cancer, you know how you hear all the time, well, you'll, your prostate cancer won't kill you. You'll, you'll, you'll die before it'll kill you. You'll die of something else. Well, new study out, Ken, it's like 80% of people with metastatic, metastatic meaning it's out of the barn, it's gone into the bones and other parts of the body, 88% die from their prostate cancer. So that's, this is not a, this is not a benign thing. And I've had uh, patients say to me, well, I'm a PSA, which is the the marker for prostate cancer that we can draw blood and do a test on is up. And I said, well, you probably got prostate cancer. So let's go, let's get you to go see the urologist. Well, I'm not having any symptoms. And I read on the internet that, uh, that you'll outlive your prostate cancer. That's not always true. <laughs> you know, I would go get that checked out. I don't so, think I've ever checked on the internet for a solution to a medical problem and found out in the end that I was right. Well, that's a that's a, a, a very uh, prescient and wise statement from you, sir, and, and the public appreciates that. So everybody out there, let's give Ken a hand. <laughs> Good job. Well, Ken. thank you. I, I, it always turns out to be wrong. So you know, I look up medicine and I say, okay, well, that's what I should be taking. And well, no, you shouldn't, said the doctor. So, you know. Anyway, hey, listen. While we're kind of at a break here, because you're going to head out and get some coffee, and we have a. We got a question oh for you. Where where did the day go? Where uh, that, did they go? Just for the first half of the show just flew right by. It flew right by. Well, but we had fun. We that's always simple. do. And that's why. That's what makes it fly by. <laughs> and don't forget the question, guy. Yeah, I got it right here. We got the question for the day. Um, every every week we give away two, Doctor Bill, your Radio MD coffee mugs, and all you have to do is ask answer this question. And it always has to deal with something that we've talked about in the last half hour. So if you've been listening, you know the answer if you've been paying attention. The number to call, by the way, is 877-969-8600. That's 877-969-8600. Today's question, which pox is upon us now here in the U.S. and around the world? There's a new pox out there, an old pox, but it's back. What's the name of the pox that is affecting people and some a, a very small portion of people right now in the U.S. So give us a call if you know. First caller wins at 877-969-8600. That's 877-969-8600. And um, a pox upon you, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be right back, folks. (laughs) Thanks, Doc. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. Survivors and church leaders are joining in prayer nearly a week after a deadly shooting at a Taiwanese-American church congregation in California. They're also thanking community members in Laguna Woods for their support. The community is reeling after last Sunday's attack on a luncheon of the Irvine Taiwanese Presbyterian Church that killed one and wounded five people. One survivor says he wasn't afraid during the shooting as he doesn't know what was happening at the time, but since then, he can't sleep. Improved weather conditions helping firefighters battling several large blazes in New Mexico, uh, New Mexico rather, including the biggest one in the country. High winds were a problem Friday, but a cold front yesterday helped out a lot. 
And President Biden tending to both business and security interests as he wraps up a three-day visit to South Korea. Today, he stopped by a Hyundai plant. This is SRN News. Dr. Bill for Bay Area Medical, located at 6399 38th Avenue North in St. Pete, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. Full service clinic with x-ray, heart imaging, ultrasound, stress testing, and minor surgery. We provide quality health care in a warm and friendly atmosphere. We are multilingual, well-trained, and certified. Most American insurance and new patients accepted. Bay Area Medical, home of Can Care, 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. Dr. Bill here. With social distancing and sheltering in place, telemedicine is here. Bay Area Medical Home of Can Care Clinic offers telemedicine for new and established patients. You can see me without an in-office visit. Schedule an appointment at 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. When it's time for your appointment, type this web address into your cell phone or computer web browser. Doxy.me forward slash Bay Area Med. A cell phone works well and is all you really need. For computers, you need a web camera and speakers. We'll give you this address when you call for your appointment. We accept most insurances and travel insurances. Canadians and visitors, please call your travel insurance company for an authorization number prior to the visit. Co-pays and deductibles apply. Self-pay rates are available. Just ask. We accept credit cards, PayPal, and Stripe. 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. Dr. Bill here. My friends at St. Pete MRI and Sleep Diagnostics are your best choice for state-of-the-art MRI, CT, and sleep studies. Quality unsurpassed. 25 years experience makes St. Pete MRI my go-to imaging center. Self-pay rates are competitive and out-of-pocket cost a fraction of a hospital. Conveniently accessible from both sides of the bay at 750 94th Avenue North, St. Pete, near the Gandhi. 727-577-2220. 727-577-2220. Hi friends, this is Katie Pavlich from townhall.com. The liberal media and big tech are working overtime to promote the left's anti-American agenda to silence me and the reporters on our team at Town Hall. We must bring the truth to the American people free from the spin of big media and the censorship of big tech companies. Town Hall covers the news that matters, exposing the COVID lies, the leftist rot and crime surge in our cities, the illegal alien crisis at our southern border, and all of Joe Biden's unconstitutional overreach, including the critical race theory attacks on our children and grandchildren by school boards working with the Department of Justice. Visit townhall.com each morning, afternoon, and night for the truth as my team investigates the Biden administration, their big media friends, and leftist activists. With your support, we can keep holding government bureaucrats and their allies in the media accountable. Visit townhall.com today to join the fight. The fight for our nation starts with townhall.com. In 2008, I wrote The Dumbest Generation. This is Mark Bauerlein. The millennials I wrote about have grown up now with little faith, patriotism, knowledge, art and literature, civics, without purpose and looking to fill the void. They found the answer in utopian dreams of perfect justice and universal happiness that will only disappoint them. My new book, The Dumbest Generation Grows Up, From Stupefied Youth to Dangerous Adults, lays out the wreckage and shows how to rescue the next generation. Get Mark Bauerlein's timely new book, The Dumbest Generation Grows Up, wherever books are sold. AM 860, The Answer. Online at TheAnswerTampa.com. Odyssey. Here is your exclusive AccuWeather forecast. 
Today, humid with clouds and sun. A spotty thunderstorm this afternoon, high 92. A spotty thunderstorm tonight, otherwise partly cloudy and humid, low 76. Tomorrow, sun with areas of high clouds in the morning, then mostly cloudy in the afternoon with a spotty shower, high 92. Plan with confidence. Download the redesigned AccuWeather app today. That's your AccuWeather forecast. I'm Cheryl Golden for AM860, The Answer. Are you there, Ken? I certainly am, Doc. You hit a button or unhit a button. You turned off my feed, buddy. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I turned it back on. I saw your message to me, but apparently yeah, not. Yeah, it's back on now, but uh, everybody missed all of the uh, all of my Facebook and YouTube followers. They missed the big uh, the big advertisements that we were pumping ah. out. Oh, well. Well, my, my apologies. A pox upon me. A pox upon you, dude. <laughs> we have a winner. We got a winner. Yes, oh we do. God. Who we got? Ray Nichols from St. Pete. Ray Nichols from St. Pete knew that we were discussing the uh, monkeypox earlier in the show, and he's going to get himself two, count them, two, Dr. Bill, your radio MD mugs, and they are beautiful. Well, thank you for listening, Ray. We appreciate you, and I'm glad that you won, and uh uh, if my dementia doesn't kick in, I'll get those out to you as soon as possible. That's Roy, by the way. Roy Nichols. I think I misread oh, that. Roy Nichols. Roy Nichols. My my bad. My apology, too. I think I may have made a mistake there. Roy Nichols. I had a cousin named Roya. Finnish. I mean, a, a female. Speaking of Finnish, though, um, you know, if the Finnish parliament voted overwhelmingly to to apply for NATO... And of course, the president's all for that, and he's the the Swedes want to get in too. But I uh, guess who's holding things up here, Ken? Who's holding things up now? Hungary and Turkey. Hungary's upset because they don't want the oil and gas completely cut off from Russia, because that's all they have. That's what they depend upon, and so they want to try to find some middle ground between. Uh, hurting the Russian economy, but not hurting the Hungarian economy, which is, you know, understandable. And then the Turks are upset because, uh, you know, the Kurds, there's a there's a splinter group of, of Kurds, and they have a, a terrorist radical group called the PKK, and they want to start their own country, Kurdistan, and they want to take the northern part of Iraq and the eastern part of Turkey and make their own country. And Turkey seems to be really touchy about anybody eating into their territory. So um, they're saying until Finland and Sweden return these terrorists, these PKK terrorists, then they're not going to vote for it. Guess what you have to have to have a new member allowed into NATO? You, it has to be unanimous, doesn't it? It has to be unanimous, and there's 30 countries in there now. So all 30, including Hungary and Turkey, have to uh, agree. Can't we just kick Turkey out? <laughs> well, I guess we could, but then they might go with the Russians, and that would—they're already cozy enough to the Russians. Not this week. Not this week, because <laughs> I know they—they—they they, they bought their uh, anti-aircraft system, didn't they? Their missile system, those S four hundred missiles. Yeah, a bunch of junk. <laughs> yeah, but they were cheaper, so they went with the—they went with the yeah, they went with the, what was cheap. Now they're coming back to the United States and saying, hey, you know, these things don't work. Can you sell us some junk, some better junk? <laughs> so I, you know, I can, I don't know. You know, it's, it's, it's a tough situation uh, when, when you have all these uh, different interlocking and intertwining 
uh, fighting um, and and pacts and treaties and all this. It's a mess. But that's the nature of the beast, and that's the way it's been forever. It's a lot like pre-World War One. And as you know, um, I've been saying that I, I think this is going to lead to uh, a wider conflict and what's going on in, in Ukraine. Did you see where Maripol fell? Yeah, I did. Yeah. That is the town in uh, far eastern Ukraine, southeastern Ukraine, on the uh, Sea of Azov, which is a little arm off of the Black Sea, and it's a port. And it, it's been an important port uh, for, for uh, millennia. Uh, it's uh, that area has been the connection between the East and Western Europe, or Europe actually, and that's where the plague came from. And to Europe was from from that little area there. Uh, the people were trading with the with the Muslim and uh, Chinese merchants who had come on the Silk Road and and brought goods over into the the Black Sea area, and then they were shipped back on Venetian boats, Venetian cargo ships, and that's how uh, the Black Plague got into Europe. We don't hear much about how much damage was done in the Orient by the Black Plague, but we know how much was done in Europe. Well, it must have been at least as equivalent in the the Asian areas. Oh, yeah, and as dense as the population was in countries like China and India, you know there was a, a big death toll especially China. Um, now, Zelensky, the president of the Ukraine, he says on, on the Donbass fighting, which is another eastern uh, Ukrainian area, it's hell there, and that's no exaggeration. That's what he says. So at any rate, in Maripol, I guess the, the, the Russians claim they captured 2,500 uh, Ukrainian soldiers, and Zelensky says 1,600 surrendered. So, and what's going to happen to them? It's not going to be good. Ken. No, no, it's not. Never is <laughs> with Russians. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, they're they're toast. So, yeah, they're not we, known for treating prisoners well. No, uh, but they have some really nice accommodations for them out in Siberia. <laughs> so <laughs> you can get a room cheap. I mean, real cheap. Just Look. do some slave labor, and they'll they'll throw you some breadcrumbs and give you some place to sleep. And then you freeze to death. And then you freeze to death. And, by the way, you know, the Russian mafia, all of that grew out of the uh, gulags out in in, uh, in Siberia. And a lot of the mobsters were Jews because I guess Stalin didn't care for the Jews and they were always causing trouble, as we often do. <laughs> and so he sent them all out there and they figured, well, if I'm going to survive, I better, I better do something really uh, extreme. And so they became mobsters like gang warfare in our prisons. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing. Same thing all over the world. At any rate, did you see where this uh, Louisiana federal judge blocked the Biden administration from lifting the public health order used to quickly expel migrants? What is it? Title 42, which is old. It goes back to the 19, late 40s, early 50s when this was put into play. Basically, it says that uh, people coming from countries with uh, epidemics or serious diseases that are rampant uh, can be uh, excluded from the United States. And so that's what the the border authorities and the, the Trump administration used to uh, keep people out, as well as the remain in Mexico 
if you did come in and you were vetted and you you were uh, eligible to uh, to go to court and get a green card, then you had to wait in Mexico. Well, uh, Biden into that, and he, now he wants to end this Title 42, but the court said no. They said, no, sir, you can't do that. So he cannot lift that public health order that immigration officers have used to quickly expel migrants at the southwest border. And uh, for my money, that's a good thing because we're getting overwhelmed with these folks. We're committing a lot of crimes too, Ken. Well, if they're they, they shouldn't be allowed in. I mean, no. I, 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 just in general, you can't have a country if you don't control your borders. Exactly. Where else in the world? Can you just walk into a country? Can you name me any place? No. No, neither can I. You try to get into Russia. I mean, you can't even go there on a visa to visit without jumping through hoops. And uh, now China's a little bit more relaxed. You can get a, a traveler's visa that's good for 10 years. I think when we went to Russia, it was a 30 day visa. And, boy, if you uh, overstay it, they'll come and lock your butt up. Well, even in China, even if you're North Korean, they will lock you up if you just walk in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, the the immigration officers, the Border Patrol, they're right there on the North Korean-China border. And uh, fortunately, they have the Yalu River. So so you have to go really far northeast to get to a point on the Yalu where it's just a creek and you can wade across. But they, they catch you. You're, you're toast. And they'll send you right back. And, of course, Kim Jong-un will use you for uh, for dog food. <laughs> uh, Ira Z uh, is having some troubles over in China with a possible, they're talking about maybe a possible change at leadership. In China? Yeah. I was wow. reading that just yesterday. There's uh, People are saying there's maybe something going on there. I, I kind of doubt it, but uh, it's. But I would read. You can't tell what you read is true or not anymore. I, I read the. You know, I read the uh, once or twice a week. I'll take a look at the official uh, in English newspaper from from the uh, Communist Party in China, and I haven't seen anything uh, that. Well, that'll be the last place you see a duck. <laughs> yeah, that would probably be the last place. You know, they'll put the announcement in obituary on the last. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Same with Pravda. You know, you won't know about Putin. He died in a, in a gulag in Siberia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I've been reading little bits and pieces that he may be in some trouble. So. He may be. He yep. may be. I, I think they were, there were a lot of that a lot of that country, like the, uh, the uh, leadership anyway, was enjoying the free trade and the, all that we had going on. And they want to see it cut off like it has been with um, Russia because of Taiwan. So I think there's some some uh, talking going on. There's some very serious talking about maybe some change is needed. Well, and it's probably true. And, you know, the economy is what has upended uh, numerous emperors over the, over the past millennium in China. Uh, uh, everything's going along fine, and then all of a sudden there's an economic downturn, and whoops, that emperor's gone. <laughs> yeah. You don't He's want on, you don't want a billion people upset with you. No, no, and uh, they they'll go along with it as long as the economy is good and they can they can get ice cream cones and live in in heated apartments and that sort of thing and get health care. But uh, hard to say. But now with with Joe, with President Biden here, 
uh, I was reading in, in uh, one post that an audit shows nearly half of Biden's Twitter followers are bots. <laughs> <laughs> He's ponied up his Twitter account to make it look like he's got more followers. All right. Did Elon come up with that? I don't know if that sale is going to go through now with Mr. Musk and Twitter. It is or it isn't. I don't. It does, it's sounding more and more like it's not. Wow. Well, this was a tool uh, uh, that was created by Spark Toro, and I guess it's a tool that uh, can can uh, deep dive into websites and find out stuff. And uh, I don't know. Elon Musk may have his hand in this. Who knows? I think he does. There's so many of those out there apparently on Twitter. It's ridiculous. All of Last, the fig- all of the figures are fraud. If it's a, if that's true. Well, a lot of businesses, you know, salesmanship. My son's in advertising, and I said that's exactly the right place for you to be because you have learned how to lie with a plum. <laughs> <laughs> He said, "Dad, it's not about the product; it's about the about the uh, the uh, pumping it out there." <laughs> He's good at it, though. He got himself a nice job, so good for him. Madison Avenue is uh, wonderful at selling; they really are. It is, and so so Joe's uh, messing with us, and uh, the courts are messing with Joe, and the the I guess the uh, polls are going down there. They're not happy with him. So what's going to happen? I think we're going to have a big, big shift in the midterm unless something drastic comes up. And he, if we, if he gets us into a world war, then you know people generally freeze and stay with what they've got, which is not a good thing. They usually rally around the president, whoever he is. Yeah, yeah, whoever he is, and then, then they they can push their domestic agenda as a secondary item. Now, meanwhile, back in Australia, the new the new uh, premier, he says he's going green, baby, and all the women are happy because uh, he's telling them they're all wonderful and he respects them and loves them, and he's going to fill his cabinet with half women, whereas the former uh, prime minister only had one woman in his cabinet and dissing the other ones out there in the in the hinterlands. We'll see how long the liberals uh, last in Australia because they haven't been in for a decade or two now. Should be interesting to see if they have the same problems our liberals are having. That once people see what they bought, they're like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> you know, this this doesn't seem like such a good thing after all." What kind uh, of healthcare? They don't. What kind of healthcare do they have in Australia? I don't know. Is it like Canada? Uh, no, it's a hybrid system. They have public, and you can buy private insurance. I've had friends that worked over there, and they really enjoyed it. Um, and you know, we've had. Uh, and this has been a big debate within our medical community in the United States. Uh, we had night hawks, night readers, because it's daytime over there. The uh, CT scans and the chest X-rays and all the studies that are done at night in the emergency rooms, in order to get a stat immediate reading. Uh, for a while, we were different radiology companies, uh, radiology groups were farming out that night work to radiologists in Australia. I think we've stopped that now. Most of the states now demand that you have a license, uh, at least uh, in in the United States, in order to read. And I think in the state, too. So all of the radiologists that read day and night uh, at our facility, they're all licensed in Florida. 
plus in you know every other state that, that this company goes to, the, the management company that owns the radiology group. So you get readings from somebody who's living in Washington, D.C. or uh, Chicago, Illinois, and uh, they're part of the group here. It's interesting. The Internet, dude. Is it, is, it, is it better? I mean, are, are, the, are, the, uh, are the incompetent down there in Australia? No, but there's just uh, there's a lot of laws about uh, who can practice medicine and who can't. Ah. And so it's a, it's a matter of licensing. So you have to be licensed in Florida uh, or in uh, Washington, D.C. or Illinois or wherever the, the studies are coming from. And so then at night, uh, you have people that are awake. It's daytime for them, and they can read the studies. But they have to be licensed in Florida, and that's not an easy thing. Uh, first, you have to have uh, reciprocity. That is, you have to be able to recognize their medical degree as being legitimate in our country. Now, that we have that with Canada, but we don't have that with, with many other countries. I think with Great Britain, we have that. But it's a process. It's a process. And so that India, we do not have that. And so a lot of the guys that come from India, they have to take the uh, the uh, exam and then they have to do a residency, even if they're already uh, board and certified and trained in India in internal medicine or surgery or whatever. And I, I know doctors who come here who were OBGYNs or ear, nose and throat doctors and the only residencies they could get into at the time were general surgery or or uh, internal medicine, and so that's what they went into. Well, I guess that's a good thing. I'm, I'm sure that, uh, that you know it, it, it's all part of our upscale healthcare system, and as long as we can afford it, that's great. But now we see uh, increasingly a, a, a relative doctor shortage because young people coming out, they don't want to work the way the old boys did and the old girls did. And I don't know uh, how that's going to pan out, but uh, more and more treatments being farmed out to nurse practitioners and physician assistants. Yeah, it's, oh, be, the, it's becoming a real problem in some rural areas. Yeah. And by the way, my, my sister right underneath me, she called me needing a prescription yesterday. That's the only time you hear from her. She's getting a little confused. Her, you know, she had psychiatric problems all of her life, and she needed one of her psych meds. And her nurse practitioner, according to her, and she may just be confused, refused to fill it. So, at any rate, I sent it in so that she doesn't uh, have a psychotic break. And uh, we talked a little bit, and she's uh, getting older physiologically, not doing well, but we'll see. Well, well you're, you're a good brother. You're a good brother. You got to take care of your blood. Absolutely. I mean, you might want to kill them, but <laughs> <laughs> they haven't. They haven't, they haven't but as long them. as you haven't, you know, it's okay. It's not legal yet, Ken. It's not legal. What are you going to do? <laughs> oh, my God. Just when you thought you were about uh, home free, and then here they are again, knocking at the door. Hey, big brother, I need a handout. At any rate. No, That's brothers right. are great. Brothers, sisters are they're actually pretty cool once you get older. Usually. <laughs> usually. Usually. <laughs> I know oh. I've had differences with my brother over the years, but uh lately in the last few years it's been pretty good. Meanwhile, speaking of sisters, back in Afghanistan, 
the girls are risking their lives to go to school because after sixth grade, the Taliban says you can't go to school anymore. And they closed down all the girls' schools. So now they're all sneaking around to get an education. And uh, I don't know what's going to happen there. The, the enlightened uh, Taliban, uh, who I guess the Biden administration thought would, would be able to take care of things over there for them and left them in charge and withdrew in a uh, in a very organized and uh, neat fashion, as you'll recall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh now, everything the Taliban said when they took over has pretty much turned out to be a lie. That's a fact, Jack. That's a fact. And uh, this is the thing here. We cannot turn our back on our responsibilities around the world. Unfortunately, like it or not, we are the policemen of the world. And if it wasn't for Great Britain and her children, the world would be a very, very dark place indeed. You'd be locked down in your in your townhouse or your condominium or your apartment uh, with the COVID going around, and there'd be police outside and ready to shoot you if you walked out. Oh well, what are you gonna? What are you gonna do, Ken? What are you gonna do? I'm gonna stay right where I am in the good old United States of America. Absolutely. We want to be healthy and happy. So we've talked about a little bit of everything this morning, but we haven't talked about Dr. Bill and what he has to offer. Well, we got about two minutes left here. Doc wants to tell us what you got to offer and, where, have, and where they can get it. You can come to my office at 6399 38th Avenue North in St. Petersburg, or you can do a telemedicine visit from anywhere in the United States, outlying territories, Puerto Rico, U.S. Virgin Islands, I can take care of you and send prescriptions in and do everything right over the telemedicine visit. Uh, so you can call us, uh, call the office at uh, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. We've got cancareclinic.com and bayareamedical.com. So you can get to our website. We're on Practice Fusion. Dang, dude, we're all over the place. We've got... Uh, and you know, Ken, we've got the, the antiviral vaccine, the anti-COVID vaccine. We've got uh, we've got the rapid COVID testing. Are people still coming in for those? I mean, is it is there still a, a, a calling for it, or has it settled down quite a bit? It's settled down, but uh, you know, some people are still coming in and, and asking for it. And uh, as I said earlier in the show, with the with the Delta Cron, you better get your antibody levels up. If this becomes a biggie, uh, this is going to be important to have high antibody levels because it is not as sensitive to uh, the native and the vaccine-mediated uh, antibodies. So you got to think about that, Ken. That's muy importante. And I'm going to take a fifth shot here soon. Fifth, you there, buddy? Oh, yeah. A fifth shot, really? <laughs> okay. We got about 30 seconds. Did we give you a phone number? 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. We are your one-stop body shop. We've, been, <laughs> we have, we've even got a fish market on the side. So. <laughs> Very good, Doc. We got about 10 seconds here. I'm going to say goodbye to you, buddy. Have a good week. Goodbye, Ken. <laughs> Love you guys. Thank you for listening to Dr. Bill, your radio MD. 
Join Dr. Bill every Sunday morning at 9 for more insight, information, provocation, and fun. Dr. Bill Handelman practices in St. Petersburg, Florida at Bay Area Medical Can Care Clinic, 6399 38th Avenue North. For your convenience, telemedicine appointments are available. Call his office today at 727-384-6411. That's 727-384-6411. Or visit his website at Clinic. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.